made anymore on the Republican side mm-hmm. about, oh, we're, you know, we're, we're the party of the people. Huh? Well, when they say that we're the party of the people, they didn't finish their sentence to say which people that they are the party. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know that's right. I know that's right. But listen, um, hang tight. We'll be right back after NPR. Um, and this is the Sunday Forum with the host Walter L. Smith II. And the members of the 4th Estate, we have Nicole Payne is going to hang out with us today. We'll be right back. Listening to WMNF Tampa Music and News. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. Conservationists are hailing what they call a historic victory after nearly 200 countries signed on to a treaty at the U.N. last night to protect nearly a third of the planet's high seas. The deal has yet to be formally adopted, but NPR's Twali Saikautau reports it will be legally binding. This treaty has been years in the making, and over the last few days, negotiators from more than 100 nations were in marathon talks over economic interest and technology sharing of marine genetic resources with stakeholders, especially those from developing countries. Greenpeace says the agreement is a monumental win for ocean protection. By 2030, the hope is to protect at least 30% of the world's high seas, meaning international waters. The idea is to create water sanctuaries, protect marine species, regulate where fishing can take place, and outline new rules for deep sea mining. Dwali Saikatao, NPR News, New York. Uh, shelter in place order no longer in effect in Clark County, Ohio, where about 20 cars of a Norfolk Southern train derailed late yesterday near Springfield. Township Fire Chief Dave Mangle spoke to reporters late last night. There's no indication of any injuries or risk to the public health at this time. This latest derailment is Norfolk Southern's fourth in Ohio in less than five months. That includes a major derailment in East Palestine where the emergency response is ongoing. That train was carrying hazardous materials and there are lingering concerns about the impact on long-term health. Clark County officials have said they are working to make sure that no hazardous materials were involved in the Springfield derailment. The station master on duty at the time of Tuesday's deadly train crash in Greece is set to appear in court today. He is to give a deposition as funeral take place this weekend for some of the 57 people killed. The disaster has sparked an outpouring of anger and protests around the country. A new survey has found that a majority of workers laid off in December or January have already found new jobs. NPR's Andrea Hsu reports a trend could change if the economy continues to slow in 2023. Researchers at the job site ZipRecruiter polled some 2,000 workers in the U.S. who had recently been laid off from their jobs. They found 55% of people laid off in December or January had already found new jobs by the end of January. Some had multiple offers, and nearly four out of five of them had secured jobs that pay the same or better than their old jobs. Those most likely to be ramped employed work in advertising and marketing, the auto industry, and tech. ZipRecruiter notes that historically laid-off workers fare better when the unemployment rate is low. Right now, it's at a 50-year low of 3.4 percent. But if layoffs accelerate this year, displaced workers could face greater challenges. Andrea Shu, NPR News. And you're listening to NPR News. President Biden is due in Selma, Alabama today. He'll be joining the annual commemoration of Bloody Sunday, the day in 1965 when state troopers and sheriff's deputies beat protesters crossing the Edmund Pettus Bridge at the start of a voting rights march. There's new research on a cholesterol drug designed to treat people who cannot tolerate statin medications. NPR's Allison Aubrey reports a study adds to the evidence that the alternative medication can help lower bad cholesterol. 
study the effects of bempedoic acid, researchers enrolled nearly 14,000 patients in a double-blind, randomized, placebo-controlled trial. The participants were unable to take statin medications, typically due to side effects such as muscle pain. All were at high risk of cardiovascular disease. After six months, researchers found the reduction in LDL cholesterol was about 22% greater among people taking bempedoic acid compared to placebo. And after several years, their risk of cardiovascular events, including strokes and heart attacks, was about 13% lower. The study was funded in part by the maker of the medication and was published in the New England Journal of Medicine. Allison Aubrey, NPR News. Alaska's Iditarod sled dog race is officially underway. Competition begins today after yesterday's fan-friendly ceremonial start in downtown Anchorage. The starting field is the smallest in race history. 33 mushers will start the roughly 1,000-mile race to Nome. I'm Giles Snyder, NPR News. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include the estate of Joan B. Kroc, whose bequest serves as an enduring investment in the future of public radio and seeks to help NPR produce programming that meets the highest standards of public service in journalism and cultural expression. Hey, this is Patrick from the Black Keys. You're listening to WMNF 88.5 Community Radio. It was 60 years ago that the Beatles released their first album, Please, Please Me. To celebrate, WMNF is putting on a tribute to the Beatles, 60 years, 60 songs. All at Skipper Smokehouse, Saturday, March 25th. It's the WMNF tribute to the Beatles like no one else can do. 60 years, 60 songs. Saturday, March 25th, Skipper Smokehouse, doors at 5, music at 6. Information and tickets at WMNF.org or 813-238-8001. This is Marla with the WMNF Community Announcement. The St. Petersburg Science Festival is an annual regional celebration where families and the public can explore the wonders of hands-on science, technology, engineering, art, and math, also known as STEAM. The event will be held in conjunction with Marine Quest on Saturday, February 18th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the USF St. Petersburg campus in Pointer Park, 140 7th Avenue South. St. Petersburg, Florida, 33701. WMNF is a media sponsor and will have a table at the event. To learn more, visit the website at www.stpetesci-fest.org. That's S-T-P-E-T-E-S-C-I-F-E-S-T dot O-R-G. The Wilma Klein Music Festival will take place March 10th to 12th at the Florida Sand Music Ranch, formerly Sertoma Youth Ranch, near Brooksville. Featuring the finest of Florida's acoustic musicians and songwriters, the festival will run from noon Friday through sunset Sunday on three covered sound stages. With a vibrant youth program and activities for kids, teens, and young adults, exceptional food and beverage vendors, and workshops of all types, this is a premier family event with something for everyone. Camping is first come, first served, and there is ample parking for daily visitors. WilmaClean.com Return to me soon, oh Florida, Florida. Hi, this is Angela B. from WMNF. Great news! WMNF is hosting the Caribbean Cruise Music Benefits Festival, taking place at Skipper Smokehouse, Saturday, March 11th. Doors open at 7 p.m., showtime 8 p.m. Live band, Impulse, Thickly Rivera and Island Chill, DJ with DJ Spice, special performance by Crazy, flying in from Trinidad and Tobago, 
alongside Renegade. Sponsored by Black Label Security. Tickets is $20 in advance and $25 at the door. For more information or to be a vendor, contact WMNF.org or 813-238-8001. See you there. Right now, you are tuned to the Sunday Forum here on WMNF Tampa, WMNF 88.5 FM. This is Sunday Morning Public Affairs, and I do want to thank you for your showing your support for Sunday Morning, Sunday Morning Public Affairs, the Sunday Forum. Last week, we reached our goal and went a little bit beyond, so we do appreciate that show of support. Sounds of the roots and proceed. It's the clean version. Right here on WMNF. What if you could just just blink yourself away? Just think. What what if you could just just blink yourself away? Jeff X can rock the mic with tooth decay. I be the five foot seven. Residing at the Mecca rest address in South Section. Used to cut class in the infinite pursuit of with the chicks, I was a child, a toy. Raised in the cellar with the rhythm like Ella. On the mega type streets to the subway where I lay. Till the train stopped in a pop. I used to do the pop dance to the planet rock. At the block party, everybody jock. Who me? It's the MC sucking NV. I got my contract in 1993 and I shall Go him off the stem like them. I'm flying when I die. You put this on my tune. On my tune. Represented on the 28th of June. I'm representing Philly on the 28th of June. I can make you feel that I'm a surreal car. Tune with my pistol in the face of hip hop. Sticking for bass because I'm on a paper chase. I'm on a paper chase. My Timberlands are fully laced. I be the Mr. Boogie Man. With records from 125th to Japan. I lay them play like Donnie Hathaway and shake a hand. Shake a hand. Your lady tried to kick you, but I couldn't play my hand. My this my this she didn't understand. I shake your hand and hit the fan. Just think, just think. What? What if you could just, just think? What? Blink yourself away as I push it. On my mind. Say what? Malik, get on the mic, it's too much on my mind. Okay. Johnny on the spot, got the rhythm in the rhyme. With the rhyme, with the roots, you know the pieces you know are done. I can make a hundred yard line start to dash. I can make the whole lake of fish start to splash. I can make cold man in the tight ends clash. And I can make Metallica and Guns of Roses thrash. Used to smash crash parties like I was disturbed. Used to make plots against the herringbone herd. But now, all I do disperse the verse. And like a nerd, I can make you say, he's Word and perfect, never ever shall you miss a joke. I move styles like Bows, and now you know I'm working. I'm right from Philly, the land when team, so you know I got that sheen in my gleam. Yeah, I'm 
going on? And that was it. It's going on. It's going on. <laughs> going down. Yes, yes, yes. It's the sound of the roots right here on the Sunday Forum. This beautiful Sunday morning at 9.14 a.m. 9.14 a.m. on 88.5 WMNF. This is your host, Walter Smith II, along with the members of the Fourth Estate Crew, Mobili and Miss Rodriguez. And we are, we are at it this morning. Uh, listen, we have our, our, our guests in the house. Nicole Payne, and we have folks who are coming in this morning from Memorial Cemetery, dealing with Memorial Cemetery. So this is a, actually going to be great. Hey, Miss Doreen, how you doing? I'm wonderful. How are you? All right, all right. Come on in. Come on in. Let's get them. Let's get them set up with a microphone here. All right. So we we are really really excited to have these ladies here with us uh, this morning. Uh, to address the issue of one of the most egregious situations <laughs> to rear its head in in the city of Tampa. The issue of another cemetery, another black cemetery. They have this problem. They don't have this problem with, with anybody else. They, they have a problem with the black cemetery. Why why is it always the black cemetery that got the problem? Black lives never matter, the, uh, and, and then people wonder that. why it is that we that, that that whole slogan came about, right? Right? It's it's not a slight of anybody else, and there's no there's no need to apologize for any of it. I don't apologize for a bit of it. They do matter, and, and their government. This is a per, a perfect example of why it is that that slogan even existed in the first place. In the first place. Our history doesn't seem to matter. Our history is always in question. Uh, there's always somebody that, that's making that they claim is making something up, or it's revisionist history somehow. And and then we start talking about the issue of of our graveyards. Graveyard. Right. They are listen. The nation over. Florida's not the only one. Tampa's not the only one. We have cities, whole towns, Central Park, for instance, over an entire. Village, an entire black township in Central Park. Central Park is a black town. It's basically a black township. What? What? So we develop over your ancestors to <laughs> give you cheap housing. What? Then they put. Then they put another town underwater in Georgia. Underwater. The actual buildings are under, under, like if you dive down in the water and you have your goggles on, you can see buildings underwater. So, uh, un unbelievable. So they can eliminate the memory or the fact that we were even there. Johnson's, was it Johnson City? Johnson City is right there, right? Or, or Robert City, Robert City. Robert City, right there in West Tampa. Well, Julian B. Lane Park sits right now to this day. My father, who was 86 years old in his passing, before then told me about Robert City. Robert City. There's a whole township right there at Julian B. Lane Park. Gone. I want to know more. It's called, it's called <laughs> racism. Wow. racism yeah. Wow. Wow. And now, now we're supposed to just accept that this guy that we have at the governor's mansion, uh, is it's okay for us not to have black history or even critical race theory. We have to be critical. We have to theorize and look at the facts. Right? They don't want their children looking at these facts. <laughs> Which means we're condemned to repeat this history. Oh, man. Ladies, please introduce yourselves. Yes. Introduce yourselves. My name is Eileen Henderson. I'm uh, with the Cemetery Society. Hi, Ms. Henderson. How are you today? I'm great. Welcome to the Sunday Forum. Thank Welcome you. Welcome to the Sunday Forum. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. All right. And Ms. Mm. how are you doing? I'm good. Good morning, and thank you all for inviting us here this Glad morning. Glad to have you. Glad yes. to have you. I'm Noreen Copeland Miller. I am a, I always say Tampanian, but I was born in Tampa. Yes. Um, yes. the, Latino, the Latinos, we say Tampanos. Tampanos. <laughs> <Tampenos. laughs> <laughs> our, our, our dear friend Mario Nunez. Mario Nunez. That's right. That's my main man. That's our main man. Yes. Uh, I, listen, listen. When he first came up with it, he calls me on the phone. Hey, oh, yeah, Walter. Man, meet our look. 
This is, you know, you know, he has a broken. Mira, look. Que. <laughs> mira, look, que. Right? Right. Mira, look, que. We got this, this new thing. Uh, Tampinas. What do you think, man? What do you think? I said, I said, Mario, I think it's a great idea. I love it because I don't want people making the mistake of calling us tampons and right. making fun of us calling us tampon, tamponios. Ah. Yep. Oh, that's funny, right, sucker? <laughs> right. You know, but no, no, no. We are tampinos. I, I love it. I love it. He corrected me, it. too. I love it. I love it. <laughs> the man almost got in a fight on our show about that. But he, he stands on that now. He yes, stands he does. on that. But I love I love I love Mario. I love the term, the terminology. I love the the uh the spirit behind it. Um we are tempenos. But we don't feel like black folks don't feel like tempenos anymore. We do don't. We? Whether we're Afro Cuban, whether we're African American, no matter what your ethnicity, if you are black. What, what, what's, what's the problem? What, 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 what are we looking at here? It's a big here? problem, I'd say, especially, you know, when it comes to Memorial Park Cemetery. One of the things, uh, the points that I've made, and we did it with conversations with Castor recently when she was here at Reagan Park, is, you know, I had said to her, we've got four historical cemeteries here in the city of Tampa, and they're all predominantly white with, you know, designated black sections but what happened with memorial park cemetery it's a 100 year old designated black cemetery and i might add it's the only cemetery that boasts a veterans monument mm -hmm. for black veterans we don't have that anywhere else and so what happened to memorial park cemetery is it's a shame it's disgusting it's tampa it's what they do and it needs to stop. I, I'm on board with you. Uh, there, there are Hispanic black people there as well, but predominantly it is a black cemetery, a historical black cemetery. And I agree with you about the erasure, absolutely. One of the comments I made at council recently was about Dobieville, when I heard that the bound, we're not even gonna recognize the original boundaries, what is that? And I told council that is exactly how you erase history. Right. So it's not okay, and you're right, there seems to be a trend when it comes to all things black here in Tampa. And I'm a fifth generation, I'm, a, I'm ashamed and I'm embarrassed. And that's why I do what I do, and I'm fighting as hard as I can. This is what I met Miss Noreen. I met her at council, <laughs> mm -hmm. and she's been educating me about a lot of things that I didn't know. You talk about the history. And I've said to her, I didn't learn that in school. Right. I, I didn't. Why are we not learning these things? Uh, but, yeah, Memorial Park Cemetery right now, That this is my project. And uh, along with Miss Noreen and hopefully the community, we're going to make sure that the mayor does what's right. Right. Well, I do want to say I think it's intentional what has happened. It was not, um, this didn't happen overnight either. Mm -hmm. Now, I remember when Mr. Robinson was living. I remember when the mother was living and she didn't and pass it on to him. And when he was ill, I remember in 2018, I think it was, when Ed Johnson was still the CRA manager. Mm -hmm. And he offered to give the cemetery to the city of Tampa because he was not able to take care of it. And they refused it. And I know that they told me that we're not in the cemetery business. That's what the city of Tampa wow. said. But now I found out they have four white cemeteries that they care for. Well, you know. Not one black one. Uh, uh, Ms. Miller, let, let me say this. I am deeply offended. Mm -hmm. Deeply offended. Because when it was the Sicilians who needed a place because they were considered to be like us, mm -hmm. right? And they were hanging them from trees like they were hanging us from trees, right? Well, not exactly like they were hanging, but kind of. But they were, they were on the way. Um, but they could not go into the bars. They could not go into, you know, they, they had nowhere to, bear, to bury their mm -hmm. people. But it was a black woman, Blanche Armwood, who gave that cemetery, that cemetery, um, uh, uh, that land for them to bury their dead and to honor them. And to this day, they honor it. Since I've since I've been around, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I've seen the care that has been given and the honor that's been given to those to, to those people's dead. Now, why is it that that same kind of respect can't be had for our people? Absolutely, and it, just to get signage up there for years, we had to beg to have the name because it was just verbally said it was Memorial Cemetery. So, and we started fighting for that in 2017, I think. We finally got the signage up with one 
Iron Rock Fence on 22nd. Oh, and then they put this little sign, Memorial Park Cemetery. But, and it's, it's just, it is, I'm embarrassed. I'm hurt to know that I was born and raised here and we're treated in this manner. And a lot of black folks have contributed so much to the city of Tampa. Right. And it's as though it doesn't matter. Right. But for the mayor last year to be in that park, Martin Luther King's weekend birthday with a press mm. conference, quoting him yes, mm. and all of this, knowing then that this property was being, liens were being placed on it. And knowing that they were planning to do a foreclosure, but they never brought it to the community. And I attend a lot of community meetings. We never knew about it, read it out of the paper after the fact about this flipper. Bid it, a blind bid, whatever bid. It should have never happened. That's what concerns me that it happened. Now we're working on it. We're going to fix it. I don't want to talk about this a year from today. I want them to do something immediately. I want a timeline. I don't want to be talking about it two years from now, three years. Because in East Tampa, as we very well know, and maybe you don't know, but we're the forgotten community. Absolutely. And nothing happened but talk, talk, talk because we're a slum and blight. And we're going to get uh, grant dollars from these zip codes. So 22nd Street in itself should never be in the shape it's in. Where you go past this historical black cemetery. That's disrespected. And my grandfather was in World War II. My brother served in the military. My mother is there. How dare you? 35 years after I buried my mother mm. to rest in peace. This happens. Oh, in Black History Month, nevertheless, we at City Council, they celebrating Black History Month. And in the paper, the historical black cemetery has just been flipped. That is correct. Yeah, it's disgraceful. And she, she's know. right. She's right, though. It's two years that this was in the making. I've mm -hmm. seen, I've got it right here, the, the documents from the clerk's office. And so in 2014, uh, December 14th, 2020, is when the final judgment was given for the foreclosure. Now, mm -hmm. from that point, you move forward to get it to that auction. That's what you do with foreclosures. Um, and so, you know, one of the things I had pointed out also to the mayor that day was mm -hmm. when you when you have a property for foreclosure, you have to give public notice. Mm -hmm. Well, let me let me let you know where they <coughs> gave public notice for this cemetery that was going on the block in La Gaceta. Mm -hmm. Oh, come on, man. Mm -hmm. come in La, on. And, and all come right on. here. I mean, it's it's in the clerk's documents. That's strategic. Mm -hmm. You don't think. Very intentional. Exactly. Yeah. And what Miss Noreen had said about, you know, the mayor was, he, she stood in Memorial Park Cemetery, 2022, January 14th, mm -hmm. quoting Martin Luther King, the time is right to do what's right. Are you kidding me? All the while knowing that they were publicizing in La Gaceta to put this up for auction. Now, there's some things that I've been doing. I've been doing some digging in terms of the charter because mm -hmm. first I fight passionately, right? And that's what I've done. I've been out there screaming, yelling, going to council. And quite frankly, I, I'm not angry with council. You know, we, are, we already know there's a battle, mayors and council. There's a huge battle between these two. So when we approached council, um, I think that it was genuine when they said they didn't know this had happened. And I got a problem with that because in, in reviewing the charter, and, and if I may, I'd like to read it to you. Oh, no, please. Mm -hmm. Because maybe, you know, maybe there's an attorney out there listening that can help me interpret this charter, but this is what I read. And what I read is the mayor shall be responsible to the people of the city for the proper administration of the affairs of the city. Oops. And to that, the mayor's powers and duties shall include, but shall not be limited to. Here it is. The administration and enforcement of all laws, ordinances, contracts, and franchises, the negotiation of all contracts, franchises, acquisition, and disposition of property, and upon approval thereof by the city council, the execution on behalf of the city of all agreements, leases, deeds, and other instruments in connection therewith. Wow. Now, I have to ask you, Ms. Noreen, wow. you're part of wow. the CRA, which is East Tampa. Mm -hmm. Because one of the other things that I saw in, in terms of her, her executive orders is the mayor's office is responsible for meeting the public and providing information on matters of community concern. I'd say this is a pretty big community concern. As a member of the CRA for the East Tampa, Ms. Doreen, let me ask you something. Was the, committee no was the community notified about no. the sale of the property? No, we were not notified. And not only that, on the, our CRA board, one of the employees is the environmental specialist. 
that was putting fines on the cemetery. And he, it, it, he was required to come back and give us reports about anything going on of interest in the community. Because we talk about real community engagement where it's clear to me they don't want you to be engaged in such situations. He's never told us anything. Are you kidding me? Never told us not one thing. And they placed $9,000 worth of liens on this property. But, but and, never and you guys pay it. him? Yes, absolutely pay him over a hundred some thousand dollars from the CRA dollars. Those are the TIF dollars that we pay over here on our taxes. Question, and question, no, I, I, and I got to know. Is he is he black? No, sir. No, he's detective. I won't call his name. Uh, no, no, no. I, I don't. I don't want you to know. No, I, I, I won't I do the environment, not, especially yeah. no for our thing. But yeah, uh, he, no, he's not black, sir. And it's, it's clear to me that you know and. I want the Community Redevelopment Agency to make East Tampa the best it can be. But it's not happening, and gentrification is going from house now to cemetery. This is crazy to me, and I'm so disappointed that in the city of Tampa, where everything is booming and growing but East Tampa, this is going on. So Can I, can I tell you, I spent a couple of years in South Carolina working in the low country. I was in charge of... Um, of disaster um, resilience building in, in, in the low country area after uh, one of the hurricanes hit. And I watched, I, I, I love, I love South Carolina. I love South Carolina. And I have family, I have ancestors who are from the Gullah, from the Gullah Islands. I, I watched almost helplessly, well, no, helplessly, as developers went mm and destroyed cemeteries like it was nothing. Mm -hmm. Cemeteries that the, the headstones and vaults um, actually date back to the 17, 16, late, late 1600s, early 1700s. You know, that, and, and, and they did it with no remorse, not a second thought, nothing. And, and I'm sitting there and just mortified and how they can do this. So we're not unique to this thing, but I'm saying, damn, you know, you just you just come in just. Well, there's one word um, that you say, how can they do this? Well, I was supposed to say, damn. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the first word that comes it, to mind for Right, me. it is. But, um, <laughs> but it's empathy, right? Yeah. And so when you lack empathy, that's how you easily go into these areas and you erase. And so when you even go back to our earlier topic, we we're talking about uh, CRT, critical uh, race theory. Mm -hmm. um, the reason why they want to stop it is because it will teach children empathy. Mm -hmm. And if you have empathy, then you're less likely to do these things, to commit these atrocities. So not only do they dislike us in our present, but they dislike us in our history. Mm. And so erase mm. them, make them invisible until they do away. But guess what? The world globally is dominantly of color. You cannot erase a planet full of black and brown people. Mm. But the attempt still remains. And so we have to get out and vote the council that you need Vote for the mayor that you need. Vote for these local offices that you need every single time without fail. And and make sure that people aren't coming into your community, shaking your hand, smiling in your face, speaking at the MLK, you know, dinners and all that other stuff, and then go behind closed doors and make deals without your knowledge or consent. Agreed. Absolutely. Yes, yes. And with regards to what you were saying, I'm sorry. No, no, please, please. Um, you know, I had spearheaded the Woodlawn Cemetery. You're talking about how can they do this, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I'll tell you, I mean, the key factor for me, there's, it's a bottom line. It's money. Mm -hmm. uh, when, mm -hmm. when I worked with Woodlawn Cemetery, which is how the Cemetery Society started, when I noticed that historical cemeteries were not being taken care of, and I started the Cemetery Society to make sure we took care of them. The whole Woodlawn thing was a developer wanting to build on 1.5 acres. That's it. 1.5 acres. <clears throat> we won that battle. Gratefully, you, uh, council voted unanimously. And I'll tell you what, I was told by uh, council members, I was told by attorneys, you'll never win that. You'll never win that battle. Well, I'll tell you what, I ran into somebody at another cleanup I had, and they shook my hand, and they said, 
didn't think you had it in you. And I said, well, he said, and not only did you win, but you won unanimously. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, we're going to win Memorial back because this is just not okay. Enough is enough. So, yeah, I'm, it's money. That's why. It's all about money. And I, let me, I want to say this. I am upset with the mayor's office, but the other person that I'm upset with is the owner. And I want this message to get to the owner of the property as well, because you know what? He now knows that this is a 100-year-old historical cemetery with a black veterans memorial. Mm-hmm. Where are you? Why aren't you giving this back to the city now that you know? Right. Where are you? Stand up and do the right thing, because he's not black. He's, uh, he's of ethnicity. I don't know of what ethnicity. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line for me is you've got a mayor's office that they made a mistake, a big one. But then you've got an owner. Who now knows? You know what's going it's on. You you know the, right the deal. Thing. Do the right thing. Yeah. Recoup your costs. I, I think you should get your cost. You know, it's thirty thousand is what he says. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But back. give the cemetery back today. Yeah. 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 And and that's why I do want to thank you all for inviting us because it was a concerted effort from the city. Yeah, I have to say from the top, they did not want any discussion about this at all. Oh, Period. When we went to city council, it was like, pretty much, we were told by some of the council members to just be quiet. Yep, we were. Wow. We were told to sit down and be quiet. Exactly, because it's just going to go higher and higher where it was a flipper. Come on. That's why he bought it. He was flipping it. So, whatever it costs, for me, pay it. Mm-hmm. Pay it. And, and we're hoping to shame the owner, shame the city, but all of them should just want to do the right thing because, once again, this was a concerted effort. This is nothing that just cre- came overnight. Yeah. But for them to actually lately tell us to just be quiet, because we've gone to city council how I many a couple of times. Yes, we have. And, uh, <laughs> and they tell you some of the councilmen pretty speak much. louder. <laughs> exactly. And, and well, even absolutely. coming over to know who you are before you get in the door. And well, we're going to take care. Take care. I know what that means. We're going to be talking about this two years, three years. No, we're not. We're going to take care of it because we're going to keep it in the forefront. And I thank you all so much for having us here this morning and engaging in this process. People need to know that gentrification is real in this city, not only in the homes but in the cemeteries. And they're trying. They're erasing black history. I went to Doville from first grade to sixth grade right there on the corner of Dakota and Azil. And I go over there and visit where the cross town is a little Mm -hmm. marker Mm -hmm. that was there. I don't even know if it's there anymore. I haven't gone over there recently, but that was an entire community. Azil and what now? Azil and Dakota. I used to walk down because I lived on Tampania off of ACL. Yeah, that, that, that market's gone. It is gone. Oh, okay. And because Cross Railroad Track was the bakery and all of that, that was the entire community. And guess what? It no longer exists. No. They put the boundary somewhere else, renamed High Park, and it's like we were never there. Yeah. And we don't want that to continue to happen, but that's what's going on in this city that I'm born and raised in, not only that in America. I am a black American, and I'm really... I, Worked so hard to love this country and love my city, and this is the things that we get. Well, this is and this is why this is why we calling ourselves why why now the movement the movement is is even stronger with our it's a little well this is relevant um, you know referring to ourselves as Africans we're Africans that are here. I mean, you, you don't want you know what I'm saying? It's like it's like you don't want us here. You don't you, you don't like us. You hang us. You do all. This. I mean, it's this long history of all types of bad stuff that's always happening to us. It's like you know, no nah, man, it, it, it's it's unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. Lord, and, yeah, and how can uh, the people of East Tampa stand up and fight back for what is rightfully theirs for their own people, for their own history? What events can they stand up for? Because it's obvious that city, the city, isn't doing it. So what we did with Woodlawn that was extremely effective, and I've talked with Miss Noreen about this, and I'm hoping that this could be a platform as well to to accomplish this. Numbers. The mayor's office, Mm -hmm. the council will listen to numbers. In three months on our Facebook page with Woodlawn, we had 1,200 members. Mm -hmm. I have a Save Memorial Park Facebook page 
15 members. Mm -hmm. And so what I have found very challenging with this particular project is getting that support from the community, and I don't know how to do that. I know that we have, I call them peaceful gatherings. We had one at uh, Conversations with Castor, Mm -hmm. and there were about 50 people in attendance. 15 of those were there to save Memorial Park Cemetery. That's 30% of the audience. She also claimed it was the largest audience she's had so far with right. her conversations with Castor. We are planning a peaceful gathering on election day at the cemetery because there's a precinct right next door just to bring awareness. What time? Uh, we'll be there from 4 to 6 p.m. But we need people to call council. We need people to call the mayor's mm-hmm. office. We need them to write letters. We mm-hmm. need them to stand with us at these peaceful gatherings and let the community know because the only way we're going to make a difference if you have the numbers, that's what's going to make the changes. Well, now you're up to 16. <laughs> Thank right, you. Right, right, Thank right. You. And what and what's what's the site again? It's Save Memorial Park Cemetery on Facebook. Okay, all right. Um Mavili, let's make sure that we're on there. And and so yeah. now you got what? Seventeen well, yeah. <laughs> nineteen all right. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. By, by, keep it by going. the end of the show, you should have a hundred. Let's right. how so, many listeners right. do we have? Right. It only yeah. took it only took ten seconds. Well I have to ask though, so a lot of feedback and Miss Serena has been educating me a lot about the black community. What I, she tells me though is sometimes they're afraid to step up. Mm-hmm. And that's I get it, right? To an extent, because I haven't walked in your shoes, right? But I get it. But we need them to step up. I also hear, well, nothing's going to change, so why bother? Right. Wow. That, uh, I'm glad the, the abolitionists didn't heart. say that. <laughs> yeah, that's the defeatist attitude yeah. that um, has been really present in the black community for such a long time because you feel that the battle is so long the forces against you are too strong that sometimes it's just best to be complacent. But being complacent, yeah, being complacent is the antithesis of success. So you cannot be comfortable. You have to raise your voice every time. And when they tell you to shut up, raise your voice ten times. Mm -hmm. And one of the things, though, in the black community, and I've shared with her is, and we have a lot of nonprofit coming up in the area that, you know, a lot of duplication services, we're doing all of this, but a lot of them do not want to speak up because I don't want to step on their toes. Yeah, their money, absolutely. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Woo! Let me tell you something. The one thing, if if it's anything that my parents taught me, uh, and I I watched them operate, and especially my father. I watched my father operate for, you know, as, as the head of several institutions. And the one thing that my father never did was sell out. Mm -hmm. Never sold out. You can give me your money, but now it's going to be put to good use. It's going to be put to the proper use of the institution. That's true. For these students. Mm -hmm. And and it never sold out, never took a dime of what was there just to make sure that everything was done. Every building that was supposed to be built was built. Every every scholarship that's supposed to be had was was done, <coughs> and it expanded these universities to be to be better universities. I said to say this: it's the same concept with our communities. It's the very same concept with our communities. We've got to do the same type of thing. Listen, if if we have a, and we're gonna go to the phone lines in just a second, I, but I gotta say this: my father spent every penny he had to establish that Dr. Walter L. Smith Library. In West Tampa. I'm telling you about it. And it is a resource that exists now for kids and adults to come for adult education and for kids to come and read a book and to come do their homework and to get better and to improve so they can come back to the community and give back. It is, and as a resource, we don't use it. We don't use it. Now, Mind you, it, it still stands. And it stands because it's something that my family believes in. You understand? Our communities still stand because there's something that we believe in. There are those of us who believe in it. They, we're not just throwing it away. We're not just accepting it. We're not just uh, going along to get along or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Just because you gave me some money, I'm going to shut my mouth. No, not about to happen. Not about to happen. 
And that's why that's why we do what we do. That's why you're here, and I thank you both for being here, all three of you, truthfully. Right. Um, it's but now we to we, speak up for the voices that can't speak absolutely, for themselves. Absolutely, absolutely. We're gonna go to the phone lines. Um, let's yeah. go to the phone lines and, and go. Please go directly to your question, folks, so we can make sure we can get everybody in. Down, no more erasure, <laughs> eracism. <laughs> go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday Forum. Go ahead, caller. Hello. 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 Hey, how you doing, man? All right. All right. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine. I'm in a fighting mood there. <laughs> all right, all right now, all right. I, I hope you saw that article that I wrote about uh, your good governor, uh, uh, Governor DeSantis. You know, called "Get Woke," and I put down there that uh, uh, that, uh, and it's in your within the norms dot com. You know, and I said that you know, Florida history is Black history. And when you go back to, if Governor Sanders wants to eliminate Florida history, then first of all, he needs to change the name St. Peter's, St. Augustine, because St. Augustine is a black man. And St. Augustine was, uh, mother was St. Monica. And if you go to Fort Mose Museum, you will see that the, the that, that was the first black settlement in the, in, in the entire United States. And these were free black people. The problem here in Florida was that black folk were free and that they were coming, that they were escaping and the Southern Underground Railroad from Carolina to uh, in Georgia into Florida and were free as long as they swore, swore allegiance to the king. And when you go to Fort Mose, and brother, you've been to the other place a bit, Fort Mose, the, the, what DeSantis is doing is reinstating what I call the Bantu education. Very similar to, all you got to do is go to the Apartheid Museum, brother, and you know you've been there before, and you'll see the work of Heinrich Bervoort. And Heinrich Bervoort, uh, uh message in terms of the the the, the, the uh, Nationalist Party and Apartheid is that identical to what... Uh, um, what what DeSantis uh, is doing, DeSantis absolutely. Is doing. And the, yes. the District 6 Museum in Cape Town, you've been there. Uh, uh, look at the message. This messaging is the same. And go to Fort, go to St. Augustine, and, and, and there's a tour there run by Ms. Bernadette Reeves, who talks about that civil rights tour. You know, there's a, right. there's a whole civil rights movement in terms of the, 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 uh, the civil rights legislation 1964 starts in St. Augustine with Ronald, Dr. Ronald B. Haling, who was a graduate of FAMU, a dentist. Who sacrificed that whole thing deals with that. And so I drew an article, and the first mayor, and listen, the first mayor, uh, governor of this, this, this state was a black man, I think his name was Fernando Morano, whatever it was. But anyway, black people were free in this, this state for almost 300 years. And what happened is, is that when Andrew Jackson came in, and uh, tried to impose. We couldn't put it into that. Uh, and and, and, and <laughs> King Osceola wasn't having it, okay? Because they, they, and so what did they do? They captured his his black wife, and when they That's captured right. his boo, he went. That all hell broke loose with a Seminole war. And, and by the way, History that that black. took place right here in, in uh, just north of, of Tampa in Brooksville, mm-hmm. yeah, which is where the fort was where they where they were holding their captive. Absolutely. And all I, all I have to say is, is read that article, get woke by your within, you're within the norms about the Sanders. And Doc, you've been to South Africa for the yeah. same battle in terms of the apartheid that was, a, that, that was administered, developed by the Nazis, from, uh, that, that, that Bervoir learned from the Nazis. And the Nazis learned that from Jim Crowism. That That's same true. thinking is exactly what DeSantis is doing. It's his Bantu Education Act, where the, the, the reinstatement of a Bantu Education Act in, in, uh, uh, in South uh, Africa. Uh, and, 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 and thank you, Doc. We appreciate what that. Um, what are you saying? Uh-huh. Read your within the norm. <laughs> you, know I got, you know I had you on that one. Thank you, Doc. We appreciate you, man. Um, you know, one, one of the things, Dr. Norm Clemens, folks, uh, one of our local dentists and pharmacists uh, fighting real hard to get reinstated uh, off some bogus uh, mess from the federal government um, where black uh, black uh, medical practitioners are being targeted. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but you know, it is it is like apartheid. What what we're witnessing right now is direct. I mean, it is so similar. It's not even funny. Um, and H. W. Vavor was a, a real S. O. B. A real S. O. B. So much so that that uh, uh, someone tried to kill him, tried to assassinate him on the floor of Parliament, of the South African Parliament. That's how bad he was. Um, but to but to erase that type of thing and to keep you his his whole concept was to eliminate uh, black people from learning English as a, or, or having English as a standard of education uh, in the Republic of South Africa. And English was the global market, the economic market uh, language. But uh, I, I, I digress. Let's go to the next uh, next caller there. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday Forum. Directly to your question, please, caller. My question is Joe Robinson. Oh, Lord, here we go. Big Joe, what's going on, baby? In a while. Let me <laughs> time running out. First of all, you know, the cemetery thing. I got my god mama, George C. Adams, and Howard Adams over there, and my mama cousin, Willie Child's buried over there. And, and, and my thing is this. Okay, we're talking about the standards. We talk, I am tired of talking about all this. See, if you're scared, say you're scared. If you're broken, you got a job, you're worried about losing because you're going to speak up and exercise your first man right. Say so. But Joe Robinson ain't backing down, ain't scared of nothing around here, and everybody's going to take my money because I got my own business as a self-interested for 30, 40 years, and I'm the rent man, too. Now, the bottom line is, with all this standards, this and that, all we're here is talking, marching, and it's time to do something else. It's time to litigate. Yes. trying to litigate yeah. and complain and yes. file discrimination title sixes and all. Quit playing with this. That talking, marching, ain't doing nothing. That's right. It's time to get real. Stop talking. We know the issues. We know the problems. Otherwise, it's going to happen. And when it happens, I guarantee you, I ain't worried about it. Because either way it goes, I'm ready for it. And that's all I'm going to say, man. Hey, Joe. Yeah. going to get back. But come on, all this talking about it, what is the solution about it? It ain't marching, it ain't cussing, it ain't fighting. Mm-hmm. It's litigating and complaining while we got some people that might do the right thing. Yeah, Joe Robinson, though, I'm, I'm a little concerned about uh, counting on the courts these days when they've been stacked by right-wingers like DeSantis and, and, and Trump. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You got to try it. You ain't done it yet. So don't tell me what's going to happen. You ain't filed a lawsuit. You ain't done that. You ain't filed a complaint. Word, word, word. Do something. Do something. Don't be scared. Do something. You never know. God is in control if you really believe in God. Let me go, man. Hang tight, Joe. Hang tight. Hang tight for a So, Mr. Robinson, I agree with you 110%. That's why I read the things that I read from the charter in terms of what the the executive responsibilities are for the mayor <coughs> and that one item that I read does say that she needs approval from city council so I, I had mentioned I hope there's an attorney listening because that's exactly the path that I would hope to take and I'm, I'm looking to take uh, I'm, I'm not that smart I mean I can read and I can certainly try to interpret but it's going to take an attorney to step up and do this for us but that is exactly the path that I'm looking to take with Memorial Park Cemetery so thank you sir let me just say this <clears throat> to Mr. Robinson. Thank you for calling in, Joe Robinson. <clears throat> I'm hoping that you will stand with us when we go to city council, as you normally do, when you really know that we're taking some action and doing what we can do. But we certainly need your involvement. And thank you for sharing that your family members are there. And I know your level of commitment because you've reached out to me a number of times and you certainly have um, helped me. And I'm hoping that you're going to stand with us on this issue so we can get something done. We want action. You're right. I'm tired of talking. We want something done. We want a timeline. We want it done now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Put them on notice. We talked about that, too, is that, um, you know, we can sit and talk about problems Mm -hmm. all day long, but we do need to talk about solutions. And he's right. We need to have the bravery to be able to stand up. And so and I do support the efforts of Save the Memorial um, Cemetery. Um, So because I don't believe that our history should be erased. Um, we can care about some. We can care. We can care about all. And so, you know, get out, voice your concerns. And and part of the concerns too is that city council. It's a part time job, mm-hmm. and even sometimes city council doesn't show up all the time. 
right? And so we've got to make sure that, that, that we are present for the issues that matter the most. But you got to show up and you've got to show out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's go to our next call. All right, caller, go ahead. You're on the Sunday Forum. Call, go direct to your to your question, please. Hey, I will. Good morning. My name is Bob Whitmore. I actually stood with the folks that um, probably are in the studio when we were standing in front of city council when community redevelopment said they would actually give us money to buy back the um, the, the the cemetery. There's there is one there's one real villain in this, and this is Alex Arciega, and he's as the flipper, he has got to give it back. We've been told, the activist community has been told families want us to stand back and let there be a deal made. I'm kind of hearing that that's, the gloves are, are about to come off. We're about to make this happen. The one thing I just want to say, I don't have a question. I'm just going to say this and, and sort of get off the air. If the black community wants to make change in this city, they can do it. And I've done it a lot of times standing for trees in front of city council. You get people into that room and you get them into the overflow rooms and you get people of color coming to city council on Thursday mornings and loading up that room. What you want will start getting done. You have, that is the action that needs to be taken. That is the march that needs to be made. Fill up that council room and tell them what you want. And the mayor may even listen as well. So that's basically what I've got to say. Amen. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. When does council meet? Thursday. Thursdays Thursday at every, nine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank, thank you, Bob. Thursday by the morning. way, he was there at council both yes. times, speaking on behalf of mm-hmm. uh, Save Memorial Park Cemetery. Thank you, Bob. Yes. We appreciate you. Thanks, Bob. Okay. We appreciate you. Every man. Thursday morning, everybody gets three minutes. They they don't. You could you could stand there. We could for two hours. We could have people coming up that mic and saying it. Thursday mornings, nine o'clock. Public comment starts. They won't cut you off, and everybody gets a chance at the mic. It's an amazing opportunity to make a stand. Thank you, brother. Thank you very much. You You bet, guys. And if you can't make it at 9 a.m., which I know a lot of people do work, you can always, uh, 24 hours in advance, submit a written comment, which they have to read out as well. All right. All right. Next caller. Next caller. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday Forum. Please go directly to your question. Hello. Hello. Caller, are you there? Can you hear us? Somebody's there. You're listening to Sunday Forum. I guess they just want to listen. But this is the Sunday Forum. All right. All right. Well, listen. I I am going. I am going to bring it down a notch. <laughs> okay, I'm going to bring it down a notch. And since this is Women's History Month, yeah. right? Uh, and we are coming just out of Black History Month into Women's History Month. How fitting that we play a song by Tank and the Bangers. It's called Black Folk. Check it out right here on the Sunday Forum. Of course, up next will be the Postmodern Nanny here on your community radio station, WMNF. We want to thank you for joining us here on the Sunday Forum. We want to thank you, ladies, for being here today. And we want to say to everybody out there, let's get together. Let's work. Let's make our communities better. Please. It takes us all. And as always, from my voice to the radio waves, to the hearts and the minds of the people, we love you. And there's absolutely nothing you can do about it right here on the Sunday Forum. Black look like a revolution. Look like a family reunion in the park. Black look like it's a different world. Sound like a crawfish ball in New Orleans. Black folk joke around like Martin and got paintings from JJ in the living room. It sounds strong. Look like sacrifice. It'd be flowers blooming in the summertime. Black sound like old songs. Smell like good food. And it tastes like heart disease. But it feels like maize at Jazz Fest. Black sound like something that hurt, like a hard text. I want to let the community know that today uh, we have Souls to the Poles. Uh, it is at 12 noon to 6 o'clock. And so we want you to come out and enjoy music, 
food and some education about our community and how to get engaged in uh, your local politics. The um, the Souls to the Polls will be held at the Blythe Andrews Library, which is 2607 East Dr. MLK Boulevard. So come out today from 12 to 6, and you can meet some of your local candidates that are running for office, myself included, and uh, partake in some community engagement. The ribbons. That's next to me. Smile like your mama. Eyes like the sun. Beautiful child. Oh, you're the one. Fly like your daddy. Make me so happy. Beautiful child. Oh, you're the one. Sound like thick plaid swinging and sneaky uncles. Look like Tyler Perry making money Sound like hating, feel frustrating, don't it? Like they don't get it Like they won't ever get it, huh? Like, push your personal feelings of racial injustice so far underneath the carpet That you trip over your own family history <laughs> But I love me some black folk I love the hair grease and the rental fees The front row seats, the police, the projects, the mustard greens Being late, social security checks, government assistance Bougie, black, looking good Bags of hair, fake press on nails Rat tail comb, stunting gold jean, gold teeth Black men and big feet I love me some black folk For they are the people that were made from the darkest parts of the sky Smile like your mama Eyes like the sun Beautiful child 